Welcome to the Refresh Moms podcast. I am Deanna Mason, your host, and I am always happy to have you here. So I don't know if you've noticed, but I've been on a little break, a little hiatus from the podcast. It has felt amazing. Oh my goodness. You know, just taking one major thing off of your plate for a few weeks in order to rest and uh, recoup can just do wonders. And so I took a little break from the rhythm of the podcast in order to recover from the mini sabbatical event I hosted in October. And I just needed some time off, but now I'm back and I am going to finish out the year with a five-part podcast series on building a refreshing business that you love. Okay. And this is just going to be me sharing five of the main things that I've noticed that are important for mothers, for moms who lead, women who lead, period, to have in place in order to sustain the work that they are passionate about, the work that they're feeling called to, as well as do work that is financially fulfilling and rewarding. And these are just my insights after working with, you know, hundreds of businesses or seeing hundreds of businesses being in the room with hundreds of business owners, coaching and consulting countless businesses over the years. These are some of the insights that I have pulled out that I believe are vitally important in order to sustain work that you know, you're feeling called to do. So we're going to start with part one today. And this is a replay of a Facebook live that I did on the topic. So I'll be talking about these in the spiritual rest with Fresh moms group, as well as posting or publishing those recordings here on the podcast. So if you want to hop into the spiritual rest with Fresh moms, Facebook community to get them before I publish them on the podcast, feel free to do so. The link is in the show notes. Or you can just go to Facebook and do a search for Spiritual Rest with Refresh Moms and you can find me there. But that's it. Without further ado, I want to go ahead and hop into part one of this podcast series. And I hope it is a blessing to you. Let's jump in. You are listening to the Refreshed Moms podcast. This podcast is dedicated to all the moms out there who are leading, no matter what capacity you are showing up in leadership, whether you are an entrepreneur or a ministry leader, maybe you are homeschooling right now or anything in between. However you are leading as a woman and as a mom, I want to help you consistently nurture your faith enjoy consistent opportunities for rest and if you happen to be a business owner generate consistent revenue i'm deanna mason your host and i'm so glad to have you let's get started we're going to talk about the topic of building a refreshing business that you love and this has become something really important for me to talk about because I'm telling you, I've worked with hundreds of entrepreneurs, so many different entrepreneurs over the past three years. And I've seen some people quit. I've seen people decide that it wasn't for them. And I've seen people thrive. And when I see people thriving, I pay attention to what are the common threads that I see that helps them sustain something as difficult as entrepreneurship. Okay. So 
first of all, when you decide to become a business owner, an entrepreneur, for most people, they don't have a clear understanding of the cost of that decision. That's for most people, unless they've done it before. Um, when they see other people out there running a business, it some people make it look so easy that they think, well, all that's really going to take is me, you know, posting some things on social media, you know, having something really, really great to sell and telling people, hey, it's here. You can buy it now. You know, they don't really understand what it takes to sell something that's going to help somebody. There's a whole bunch of nuances to your business being sustainably successful that most people walk, go into entrepreneurship without understanding, which is why they work with people like me, because my skill set happens to be in strategic business building and marketing. Okay. That just happens to be my skill set. Business owners, for the most part, have a skill set somewhere else. There's something else that they're going to to um, sell that has zero to do with business building, right? And so their job not only is to create something that's really, really great that people are going to want to buy, they also have to figure out how to get it in the hands of people in order for people to buy it. And the distance between those two is pretty significant. And so when they're, when they realize, I don't know how to actually sell the thing that I think is absolutely amazing and great. I don't know how to get people to want to spend money on this thing, at least the money that I would like to charge for the thing. (laughs) They work with people like me or marketing consultants, business consultants in order to um, fill in that gap, because quite frankly, they only have to learn how to, to market their business. They don't have to learn how to market all the other businesses out there. As a business owner, you only have to get really good around marketing your stuff. And when you work with business consultants, business consultants have the the bird's eye view of having worked with many, 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 many businesses and business models that have developed their skill set into helping you learn how to market your Okay, so this series is just my desire to take you through some of the key basic elements that I have realized are present for those that are able to sustain the rigor of entrepreneurship. I don't I don't even want to act like entrepreneurship isn't hard. It is. I don't ever want to present it as this is something that's easy to do because it's not. But some of us are literally built and wired for this type of work. And some of us have been asked by God to do the work, (laughs) which is I really want to talk to those people. I mean, I'll talk to anybody, but I really want to talk to the people that feel like if I don't do this, I'm going to be disobeying the father. Okay. So we're going to start there today. We're going to start. This is episode one of building a refreshing business that you love And where I think it all begins is by starting with a God desire that has been planted in your heart. I said that wrong, probably. It starts with the desire that has been planted by God in your heart. 
that's the seed I want to start at when you're talking about business building. Okay. And so your question might be, well, Deanna, how do I know if this is something God planted in my heart? There's some, here's some things I want you to think about. And remember, I'm about to take you on a five week journey on building a refreshing business that you love. Today is only focused on this particular element. It starts with a desire planted by God in your heart. Okay. Here are some things to help you understand if it's a God planted desire. Amen. Start with a God desire. Yes. Hi, Dominique. So nice to see you. All right. Number one, is this something that you find yourself consistently dreaming about? Do you dream about helping people in this particular way or doing this particular thing? That's one thing to help you understand if this might be something that God planted in your heart to do because God does work in that way. He does fan the flames of desire in order to get us going in the direction he wants us to go in. This is this is a God thing. He does that, okay? Is this something that you find yourself dreaming about doing? That's one question you can ask. Another one is, is this particular thing something you can't imagine not doing? Is this something that you're like, I can't even imagine my life without doing this thing? That's another little hint of that might be a God planted seed in your heart in regards to this work. All right. It's probably something that you're really good at doing or have a natural bent towards. So even if it's something that you're like, well, I don't know how to do it, but I have a natural inclination to do it. And if I was to invest in some education around it or sharpen my skill set around it, I could really be dangerous in this area, right? I could really be a beast in this area, right? But it's probably something that you're probably naturally bent at doing very, very well. I have a natural bent for teaching. So anything that I'm able to actually um, use that skill in, I'm really happy. I'm really happy. And that shows up in different areas. Okay. But whatever work that I do, there has to be a component in it where I get an opportunity to actually teach something. (laughs) Right. Um, I'm really good at marketing. I'm just really good at it. It's not something that I knew I was really good at, even though I went to school for it. I didn't know I was good at it until I started working, you know, professionally in it. And I'm like, I really have a, I have a really good bent at this. I have a really good bent at um, course creation as far as helping people take something that might be in a coaching package and turning that into something more scalable in regards to something digital. I can do it in my sleep. I can see people's businesses before they can see it. These are things that I feel like God has gifted me with. And I submit that ability to him and serve in that way. I have a huge heart for women stepping into leadership and empowering women to be leaders. That's something that's really, really huge. I can't imagine that not ever being a part of my work. Um, I have a huge heart for social equity work, 
for leaving this earth with a thumbprint of closing equity gaps in America in some kind of way. I can't imagine not doing that work. All right. So these are just I just examples of what are those things that you can't imagine not doing and you probably are really, really good at doing. Or if you had some education behind it, you could be really beast at doing. Okay. Um, the next thing is, is this something that you find yourself consistently praying about? You find yourself consistently praying about God's guidance and wisdom around doing that work. Is it a a regular, consistent part of your prayer time? That's a hint that this might be a God-planted seed in your heart. Another one is it feels difficult to charge for this thing. That's another hint. You're like, I don't know how to charge for something that I'm just so naturally good at doing. That's so naturally a part of me. How do I charge people for that thing? It doesn't even feel right to charge for this. (laughs) That's another hint that it might be a a God planted seed (laughs) for a refreshing business for yourself. It comes so easy and natural to you. It feels like you are, being dishonest when you charge people to do it for them should feel like it's easy. It should feel like it's easy. And it's easy for you. That's the thing. It's not easy for everybody else. It's easy for you because the gift has been put in you. But because it comes so easy and many times so second nature, there's, I have Um, help people develop entire business plans in direct messages just or Voxer just because it's so easy for me to see it. It's so easy for me to understand their um, concept, what they're trying to do and to to map it all out on a napkin. (laughs) That's easy for me to do, not because I'm so great. It just happens to be the skill set that God has gifted me with. What are you saying, Dominique? Yes, that's the struggle. It doesn't feel right to charge, but the reason why it doesn't feel right to charge is because you are the one with the gift. It becomes easy to you. Now we can go into the, I know you have a faith-based business and faith-based work. There's some nuances that are um, specific to that type of work that I will address in other episodes, but I do understand that. Um, that's it should feel it should feel difficult to charge for because it's like you can do the thing in your sleep, right? And here's the last one I'll talk about. This is a question to ask yourself to help you identify if this is a seed that has been planted by God in your heart in regards to your work. If you peeled your life back to its most simplistic form, this particular thing would still be standing. Like if you're like, all the things that you find yourself your hands in, all the things that you find yourself working in, all the things that you busy yourself with, if you were to peel your life back and got rid of everything in just to the basic things, like I'm going to take care of my kids, I'm going to take care of my home, you know, it just it just peels back to the most basic, simplistic expression of your life. This particular thing, you can't imagine not being a part of it. It's probably a seed God put in your heart. 
Okay. So those are just some things for you to consider as you're thinking about your work. Some of the most difficult clients I've had have been clients that didn't have that element intertwined in their work. The work was just a means to a paycheck with, there are many um, career opportunities and career choices that it's just a means to a paycheck. So I'm not minimizing that because people need to survive. People need to eat. People need to live their life, right? People need to get paid. But for me and the work that I do, when the only motivation is to pay bills, that is the most exhausting and draining work because this is already hard enough to do. And if you don't even believe in the work that you're doing, believing your work is part of what sustains the work. You believing in it and saying this, this has to be like all the things I just talked about. This needs to be in my life. Um, I feel like I have to do this. If that's not there, it's really hard for me to help women or um, business owners push through the hard parts because they begin to question, why am I doing this in the first place? That question is coming up regardless. If you are a leader in any way, shape or form, you eventually ask yourself, why the heck am I doing this? Why did I sign up for this? That's That question is already waiting for you if you haven't asked yourself that question yet. So you got to be able to answer it. And if you can't peel that back to, you know what, this is just the work that I feel I'm called to do. This is the work that I believe God has asked me to do. If you can't tether your decision to do something as absolutely difficult as, I don't even know if that was a right sentence structure. If you If you can't peel it back to, if for no other reason, I feel like I'm being obedient to the father. If you cannot peel it back, then I don't know if you're going to sustain the rigor of what this is. And some people that are not faith-based are going to say, you know, they always want you to start with, well, what is your why? What is your why? Your why has to be strong enough to convince you to keep going. That's what we hear taught secularly, which is, I think there's some truth to it, but I'm not even talking about that. I'm not equating what I'm saying to figuring out your why. What I am saying is, is this something that the father is requiring of your skill and your gift for this season? That's what I'm saying. Because if that's the case, then no matter what you know, that this is something you must get out into the world. You must serve people in this way, shape, or form. And in that decision, you're going to trust that your provision is tied up into that obedience because provision looks different when that is your reason for doing the work. We're going to talk about that in this five-part series. Provision looks different for those of us that have decided I'm obeying not because of how much I can get paid doing the thing. I'm obeying because I believe God has asked this of me. Now, I think it's really important to do work that's rewarding financially as well as in service. I think both of those are very important. But if you ever had to choose your foundational um, decision-making tether or anchor, 
is, did the father ask this of me? Did the father ask this of me? And then as when you answer yes to that, you've got to believe that financial provision is tied up within that obedience. And that's all I want to talk about today. Hi, Jennifer. (laughs) That's all I want to talk about today. That's enough to noodle on for this week. And when I come back, we're going to talk about the next step is once you've checked yes, yes to that. Yes, I believe this is something that God is asking of me. We're going to move into the next step, which is going to put us into more business mindset. And we're going to talk about deciding how you are solving problems for the people that God is asking you to serve. All right. Because there is skill tied to the ability to solve people's problems. Okay. If you're talking about business building, if you're talking about building something that will thrive financially, there is an art to being a problem solver for the people God has called you to. And we'll talk about that in my next episode, in my next Facebook live. But that is it, you guys. It felt good to be live today. Um, Next week, I might go live. I got to look at the calendar to see if um, I need to go live in order to fit all five of these in before the holiday, before Christmas. But um, (laughs) it's not a cliffhanger. Jennifer says, it's such a cliffhanger. Now, I am taking you on a journey. And I promise you that by the end of it, for those of you that are feeling called to the work that you um, are doing, you're going to feel empowered to step into that and to be successful both with your service and with how you pay yourself. Okay, that's it. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to the Refreshed Moms podcast. Hey, if you're a fan of this podcast, I'd love it if you can leave a star rating and review. This helps put me in front of more beautiful women just like you. So before you hop off, stop by and click a star rating and leave a review. Don't forget, find me on Facebook and Instagram at Refresh Moms to receive your daily dose of refreshment. Let's connect again soon. All right. Bye for now.